Homelessness has increased significantly in British Columbia. Mortgages are being amortized longer than ever, and that means lifelong mortgages. International money launderer may have laundered money in Canada. At least 51 people were killed in a Russian attack in Ukraine, and more than 100 people have been killed in Syria at a military academy from a drone. Good morning. It's Friday, October 6th. I'm Nora, and here are your headlines. First, we start in Vancouver, where the homeless population has risen by 32% since 2020. The census is taken annually by the Homelessness Services Association of BC and allied groups, and it's called the Homeless Count. The number of people who they counted who were homeless was record high, they said. The count occurred on the night of March 7th and throughout the day on March 8th. They identified nearly 5,000 people in the night, up from just over 3,500 in 2020. Stephen D'Souza from Homeless Services Association reminds readers of the Vancouver Sun that this is an undercount. It's also the largest increase since the group began counting 18 years ago. And it's the first time that of the 11 communities they counted in, all of them had an increase. The largest increases were counted in Delta, Richmond, and Surrey, Vancouver, and Burnaby together. In Delta, homelessness increased by 159%. Next, and it isn't entirely unrelated, CBC's Pete Evans has written an article about mortgages and how Canada's top banking regulator is considering changing the rules that might allow mortgages to reach up to 47 years. (laughs) 47 years. It's like the clandestine version of back-to-back life sentences, which in Canada have been deemed to be unconstitutional. The Office of the Superintendent of Financial Institutions will be posting new rules about how much and for how long can provide mortgages. They're trying to fight something called negative amortized loans. A negative amortized loan is when the monthly payments are only paying the interest of the loan and not the principal. Okay, let's back up. When you get a mortgage, you get money to pay for a house, but that money costs money. And so you also get a loan inside the money that you are given. The loan is big and depending, of course, on how much you take out and how often you pay, you pay off the loan and the principal in various proportions over the life of the mortgage. If your mortgage is spread out over 10 years, you will pay less than if you spread your mortgage over 25 years. And in the beginning of the mortgage, you're usually paying your loans in a higher percentage rate than at the end of the mortgage. With hikes to interest rates, one in every five home loans is now in this category where they're only paying the interest amount in their monthly payments and not touching the principal of the loan. This pushes years onto the overall mortgage. People who were dinged particularly hard were the ones who bought mortgages for variable rates. Every interest rate hike has boosted the amount of money that they owe in interest. Evans talked to Michael Girard Courty, who had bought a duplex in Joliet. He bought a 25-year variable mortgage, and the monthly payment was $1,156. But with all the interest rate hikes, his payments have been going to the interest alone and not the principal. He says this, of the payment that he paid, just $23 goes to the property. The rest all goes to interest, and it's stretched the 25-year mortgage out to 47 years. 
About $250 billion worth of mortgages in Canada are amortized for 35 years or longer. This is about 12% of Canada's total mortgage debt. And that, by the way, is $2.1 trillion. $2.1 trillion is higher than Canada's entire gross domestic product. Now to the story of Cameron Ortis. He used to work as a senior intelligence officer for the RCMP and is now caught up in a money laundering probe. Altaf Kanani was arrested for illegally transferring money. The U.S. State Department has accused him of laundering billions of dollars for, quote, organized crime and terrorist outfits, including al-Qaeda and the Taliban, unquote. Kanani is Pakistani and was based in the United Arab Emirates. CBC's Kate McKenna reports that Kanani was arrested in Panama and indicted in Florida on 14 counts of money laundering. He pled guilty to one count of conspiracy to commit money laundering and was sentenced to five years in a Miami prison. Canada was involved in investigating Kanani, new documents reveal. The documents were made public as part of Cameron Ortis's trial. They show that, quote, Canadian intelligence believed Kanani was a central figure in an alleged money laundering ring in the greater Toronto area, unquote. It was also the so-called Five Eyes that had been watching this. This is the intelligence group that Canada is part of with New Zealand, Australia, the UK, and the US. In 2014, the Five Eyes met and agreed to share intelligence that they had related to Kanani. One of the documents in the Ortis trial showed that Canada's Financial Transactions Intelligence Agency, or FinTrack, flagged more than $3.5 billion in financial transactions from a single company. The RCMP recommended investigation into two businessmen and five businesses based in Ontario to see if they were linked to Kanani. Ortis is charged with sharing secret documents on special operations. He has pled not guilty. A USB found at Ortis's home, quote unquote, suggests that Ortis was trying to contact Kanani to share information with him. Next to Ukraine, where a Russian rocket hit a cafe and store in eastern Ukraine, killing at least 51 people. It's one of the deadliest attacks in months, says Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky. Seven people were wounded. It happened in the village of Khroza. It's a tiny town located in the Kharkiv region. The village had been seized by Russia earlier on in the invasion and then was recaptured by Ukraine in September 2022. At the time of the attack, there were about 60 people in the cafe. They were attending a wake, according to Internal Affairs Minister of Ukraine, Ihor Klemenko. The attack happened while Zelensky was in Spain, drumming up support for Ukraine from European nations. And finally, to Syria, where the U.S. shot down a Turkish drone that was, quote, operating near its troops, unquote, in Syria. The drone was armed. Reuters is reporting that this is the first time that Washington has brought down an aircraft of a NATO ally. At least 10 people were killed by a Turkish drone in strikes in Kurdish-controlled northern Syria. This happened around the same time that at least 100 people were killed by a drone attack in Homs on the Syrian military academy. The Syrian army blames, quote, terrorist groups backed by known international forces, unquote. Recall that Western forces are in a protracted war against the Syrian government. The U.S. does not believe that Turkey is targeting the U.S. with their drones, just that the U.S. is very close to Kurdish forces who they are targeting. In the northeast of the country, the Kurdish People's Protection Units are the main ally of the U.S. in their fight against ISIS. This is also Turkey's main opponent. Kurdish forces say that eight people have been killed since a bomb attack in Ankara by Kurdish activists. Those are your headlines for Friday, October 6th. I'm Nora. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. 
Have a good long weekend. I will be back on Monday uh, to share the news with you then. But I hope you're having a chance to gather with friends or family and that uh, you eat enough to uh, stuff yourself this weekend. I'll talk to you on the other side.